you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Your words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Alexa, who is Adam Ferrara? Adam Ferrara is an American actor and comedian known for playing the roles of Chief Needles Nelson on Rescue Me, Sergeant Frank Virelli opposite Edie Falco on Nurse Jackie. He was a co-host on the U.S. version of Top Gear. He has had three Comedy Central specials and his new album is called It's Scary in Here. Adam's new podcast is a big hit and available everywhere. Sounds like it could be funny. Sounds to me like 30 minutes you'll never get back. Thank you for coming back. Now it is showtime, and we have a great show for you this week. My guest in the ADD interview is actor, comedian. You know him from The Daily Show. It is Roy Wood Jr. And we want to welcome everyone from our Talk To Me Tuesday family. That's our conversation we have every week, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Go to my website, click the link, and join us. And our super fan shout-out is for Donna. Say hi to Donna, everybody. Hello, Donna. Hey, Donna. Oh, Donna. Donna sent us a great message on Facebook about the Billy Gibbons episode. She goes, you have to watch the documentary on Netflix, which I already did. So, you did? Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> how, how, what how, did, how. What do you like, go in the corner of the house and watch them? Because I didn't see you watching it. No, I was on the road. Yeah, that's right, doing the road. Mm -hmm. And Roy Wood Jr. is our guest, and he is a very, very funny man. And I got to play um, for Fox. Dogs playing poker in football. And that's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I met it was Roy. great. That was funny to see how they drew you guys. Yeah. I'm like... That kind of looks like Adam. Thank you. 
<laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Thank you. But mm-hmm. he's a really interesting guy. He's funny. He's smart. Uh, and he started in radio. One of the things he did was prank phone calls, mm-hmm. which are always funny. I don't do prank phone calls you know, to everybody. I just, I just do them for Phil. <laughs> he's the chosen one. Yeah. <laughs> and he's not lying. No, I'm not. He's not <laughs> lying. You, you that people. is the truth and nothing but. Yeah, because you, you call people and, you know, you make a prank phone call. Sometimes they're funny, sometimes they're not. Every time I do something to Phil, it's always funny. I always laugh. I don't care if anybody else hears it. It makes me laugh. Yeah, but your prank phone calls are, like, involved and planned out. It's like an elaborate orchestration. You know, it's not like a spontaneous thing. I'll be honest with you. Actually, my, my prank phone calls most of the time are retaliation. Oh. So it's my fault. Retaliation. Yes. I'll no, give, it's instigation. Wrong word. Nope. Retaliation. I'll give. I'll give you an example. I found one uh, where uh, Phil uh, released his DVD and he didn't want me to have it. So, <laughs> so now, you must really? be punished. Yeah. Here's here's the quick setup of that. And I'm still hurt that you won't send me your DVD. Because I'm all fat. Okay. Sometimes we don't look our best. I understand. <laughs> okay, so it wasn't like he didn't really want you to have it. He just was a little embarrassed. Okay, so but but basically he 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 didn't want me to have it. you know because I, you because I knew what you would do with it. What you do things. I'm not giving you. I'm not giving you more you fodder. Things. You, you do, do things. things. <laughs> Anything I give you, you do things with it. You take images and you always catch my mouth open. You can't have any of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So yeah, no, you 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 have enough photos of me to play with. Okay, well, here's <laughs> the thing. So I hinted to Phil that I can kind of maybe finagle the DVD, but Phil thought that he had that all figured out. <laughs> it's not like you can go on my website and just buy one because I'm the one that sends it to Lillian Presto. Shut up, Lillian Presto. What a name. Yeah. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's done. Are you Lily Presto, you fuck? <laughs> <laughs> are you are you Lily Presto? It's, it's starting to sink in. <laughs> Is that you, you fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Miss Lillian. <laughs> Miss Lillian. You're Miss Lillian? <laughs> Wow. You know what? Thank yeah, just God making you're up good, a fan. Adam. Thank God you use these powers for good. Yes. We'll, t- <laughs> we'll tell Phil because he doesn't think it's good. I think it's good. But, I just, what a disturbing phrase. I went on his website as Miss Lillian. That yes. phrase alone. Uh, and then, he got, and then <laughs> so Phil sends it to me and then he gets outraged. Listen to this. I've been sitting on that for almost a year. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean? You've got my DVD for a year, you fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Adam. And pretends to be somebody. And then a year later, you drop the bomb a year later? You can't process <laughs> it. Oh, my God. You're so duplicitous. <laughs> <laughs> How did I not see that coming? <laughs> That's the question. Yeah. It's always the question. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. The name Lillian Presto. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Come sorry. On. It sounds like a woman who would, you know, it's, 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 it's real, it sounds like a name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Lillian Press, and, and and don't think that and don't think that name was kind of not lost on Phil as he processes it. Listen, you're Lillian Presto. 
Genuine. Well, the Lillian part of me loves you. going to say, would you have like a room, a planning room? You have all these maps and uh, like, like things are on shelves. Okay, that will come up in, in two months. That will <laughs> Like a vision board. So he's got a library and, and some guy named Alfred comes in and lets him know that I'm ready. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Ferrara, yes. Uh, there's, uh, yes, he, he's ready to go. And then he walks into the room. He, he tips the head. The, the books open up and he slides down the pole. <laughs> That's hilarious. He gets all outraged and stuff, right? So then, then he's like, a year later? Who does that kind of shit? So it's, when he's outraged like that, you know, that you, you have to just keep it moving. So that, then I hit him with this. You bought my DVD. You actually paid for the joke. Not only did I buy it, I told you it was damaged and you sent me another one. <laughs> 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 you commit fraud and you flip me off. These are the friends I have. You commit fraud. You see, now I'm getting upset again. That's what I need to revisit the shit. I revisit it. You know, I need to go to a therapist not to revisit my childhood, but to revisit the shit you do to me. It's true. It's true. That's what comes out, not my mother, you. <laughs> I will. I, I give me this credit. When Phil gets upset, I do. I actually do try and calm him down. Listen to this because he was upset in the phone call. I gotta go to bed now. <laughs> hey, why? I'm gonna, I'm gonna toss and turn all night now. All right, pal. Look, I'm sorry. I, I got this. Has gone far enough, man. I'm really not Miss Lillian. I just don't want you to think that I am Miss Lily Presto. I was just fucking with you. Yeah, okay. And I don't have your DVD. I, I never know what to believe. You, can't, you don't know what to believe with you, this guy. <laughs> with this guy. This guy. Welcome back. <laughs> From New York, please welcome Phil Tag. Tag, please, Phil. Turn that off, you fuck. <laughs> you got my DVD, you fuck. <laughs> That's hinging on cruel. I don't want to hear that. It's disgusting. Turn it off. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. It's a bonus features. I was nine. Turn it off. <laughs> I was nine. <laughs> you want to know what he does? I still do that bit. <laughs> That's what's pathetic. Oh, is that funny? <laughs> I mean, that really is going above and beyond. I mean, it's a brilliant bit, but oh, Phil, I'm a wor I'm just worried that like there's going to be a genuine opportunity coming Phil's way, and he's going to think it's you, and he's going to tell the person to go f off, like get out of here. I know <laughs> it's you, it. Ferrara. I don't want this clearinghouse publisher's check. I know it's all a scam, Ferrara. <laughs> this is what I, I didn't win the lottery. <laughs> this is what I picture with Adam. Right. Tighten the nut, loosen the nut. Tighten the nut, loosen the nut. <laughs> yeah, he does. Well, Phil, I just want you to know Miss Lillian loves you. 
Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, now, now just just here and now for the record. Mm-hmm. It's never been cleared up now. Are you Miss Lillian or not? Phil, I am not Miss Lillian. Okay, don't, <laughs> don't believe a word he says. Yeah, don't believe him. Phil, I'm come not on. Miss L- I'm her sister, Esther. Esther Presto. <laughs> Esther Presto. Esther Presto. <laughs> I think I dated her Esther, for a while. Esther Presto. Sounds like a female magician. Yes, Esther Presto. <laughs> See, honey, my prank phone calls are a response, okay? Mm-hmm. It was a response to Phil. So it's needed. It's a ne- Yeah, you, you know what? I'm glad you recognized that this was needed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, honey. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, sure. Roy Wood Jr. made uh, prank phone calls when he was on the radio when he first started. I found one, and it's really, really funny, and I play it in this interview, and he's a really interesting guy. I like him a great deal. You guys listen to this, and we will see you on the other side. I told you he'd come. Wait! You could die. At least tell me your name. It's not who I am on your but what I do, it divides me. You're Batman? <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Adam Ferrara Podcast. This is 30 minutes you'll never get back. Y'all know these episodes are longer than 30 minutes, right? Right? Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Pay attention when I'm talking to you, boy. ADHD, it's not just for kids. Nice boy, but doesn't listen to a word you say. Welcome to the ADD interview. It's not that you're not interesting, it's just that I can't focus. And my guest this week is... Oh, look, a bird! My guest this week makes me laugh hard and think deep. He's an actor, comedian, writer, producer. He's a correspondent for The Daily Show on Comedy Central. He was also the host of This Is Not Happening, also on Comedy Central. His new podcast is called Roy's Job Fair. It is hysterical and informative. I enjoyed playing poker with him as a dog, and his mom would support him even if he was a porn star. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's my pal, Roy Wood Jr. How are you, my friend? I joke, but I truly believe that my mother would support me if I was a porn star. She wouldn't tell any of her friends. Right. 
but she would for sure ask me how's work going and when are you going to be a supervisor <laughs> when are you going to be a supervisor <laughs> she's you know she's civil rights era and you right. know they only know like success as in you have to be leading people you have right. to be in charge it's not enough to just be on set you got to be in charge <laughs> you got to be you directed <laughs> yeah yeah, it's like, baby, I, it's been six years. Why are you still, baby, as soon as you be directing and have your own company? Oh, that's fun. Well, I saw, I got that quote uh, when you took your mother to your first gig, when you did on Comedy Central. <laughs> yes. That was so sweet, funny, moving. I mean, all the elements that 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 I love in a, in a storyteller. And, and, you, and you asked your mom, well, how come, you know, or your mom asked you, how come you didn't invite me? You're like, because you were tripping. You were like, I didn't, didn't want to be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> she never, it never fails. Mm-hmm. It never fails. Like she will complain and complain. Like, mm-hmm. so when I wanted to be an astronaut, she tried to send me to space camp in Huntsville. <laughs> we were in Birmingham. Right. When I wanted to be a firefighter, she tried to talk me into being a fire inspector. And mm. she was pushing me to take more chemistry. Mm. That was that was part of when I was fuck firefighting. Because when I saw the amount of chemistry you have to take and to take chemistry, you have to know trig and algebra and all the other, you know, equation based mathematics. Mm. And I'm not a fan. Math ain't my thing. I just I've never liked it. I right. just it's I've never enjoyed it. Mm. I successfully dodged it in college. Mm. And I'm proud of that. You know, I'm proud that I like I never took physics and I brag about it. <laughs> <laughs> I brag Object about stays it. in motion till another. I don't care. How's that? That's all I know. <laughs> That's all I know. I know why fire burns mm-hmm. and I know why baseballs curve. Right. I don't need to know shit else right. about physics. I'm perfectly content with that. Uh, but yeah, she's always been supportive in trying to supplement what, whatever my interest is. Mm-hmm. She finds the next level to supplement and maximize it with. I think that's why comedy fucked with her because she didn't really know how, yeah, to, how to help. Correct. But then she figured out, oh, I can just boost the ratings of whatever you're on by telling my friends to watch. Mm-hmm. And then I like when I when I got on BET's Comic View, which was you could say that was my first credit. I did Showtime at the Apollo, mm-hmm. but you know, that's not the same as hey mom, next Thursday at 9 p.m. Yeah, I'm on TV. Yeah. And she would have watch parties every year that I was on Comic View. Those first three years, those were my first three real bona fide TV credits. Mm-hmm. My mom would have a she would have fucking fifteen people over to a two bedroom. Yeah, and they would just fucking watch Comic View. Yeah, and then watch Video Soul mm-hmm. and fucking <laughs> drink and laugh. And then when I did Last Comic Standing the third time in 2010, mm-hmm. my mom had watch parties at a local bar. And everybody stopped to call to vote for me. And oh, that's like, great. She found, I wasn't living in Birmingham at this point, mm-hmm. but she found a fucking local bar mm-hmm. and found motherfuckers. And the bar was like, cool, we're with it. Rogue Tavern. I'm not even sure if they survived COVID or not. I should give them a quick Google and see. Right. But my mom went down to the Rogue Tavern in downtown Birmingham and they had a last comic standing watch party. And it would be, you know, 100, 150 motherfuckers watching stand up comedy in a bar. Yeah. <laughs> you know but, so my point is 
yes, she would totally support my porn career. <laughs> yeah. What I got from that was when your mother didn't want you to go into comedy, you, what she said was, all right, how can I do this and not be bothered? Because she wants me to get good grades. All right, I'll get good grades. And you went and you made the dean's list the next year. So what it was was this. I'd gotten arrested the year before, and mm -hmm. that's how I got into stand-up. So I was 19, we still in clothes from Dillard's. Shout out to Tallahassee Mall. And <laughs> You're going to do time for so, Dillard shit? They were nice jeans. All right. right. This is fucking Hill figure, 98. Okay. This is quality shit. This is peak Hill figure. All right. I wasn't still in fucking Dockers and Bugle Boys. I was still right. in quality fucking threads here to look fresh for women. That's, <laughs> that's why I went to jail. Okay. Everybody else I know is selling fake IDs. They're fucking running weed. People with legit hustles. I'm just, I, I really would like this chaps half zip pullover. <laughs> I think I'll just leave the store with it. Freeze, police. So, so I'm on probation mm. and I'm back in school at this point and I'm doing comedy. My mother's also a 30 year educator. My father was an educator between mm. the two of them. They have five degrees. You're not going to convince motherfucker with three degrees. Hey, I'm yeah, this college. This journalism shit is cute, but I'm going to go. I'm going to just ride the Greyhound and tell jokes in Paducah, Kentucky, if that's all right with you. Mm -hmm. And my mom was like, no. I'm like, okay, but you know you really can't stop me from doing whatever the fuck I want to do because you're in Birmingham and I'm in Florida, so you right. can't fucking stop me. And so that's kind of where the back and forth about get your grades, get your grades, and you need to be getting your grades. The only thing you need to be worried about is graduate. Mm -hmm. da, 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 da. And I'm not going to say I knew and I saw, I knew then mm -hmm. that my career was good. All I fucking knew, bro, was that comedy made me happy. I yeah. enjoyed doing it. And it was the only thing that I found before since baseball, mm. which I wasn't playing anymore because I sucked at the college level. Mm -hmm. It was the only thing since baseball that really gave me peace. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to go do that. I have no friends now because once you get arrested, you lose all your friends. I just said, look, if I make good grades, then can we just not talk about me doing comedy anymore? And she was like, fine. Right. And so fucking Dean's list out the gate that, that semester. Boom. And that was the last time she ever spoke in any objections. I know my mom was always nervous. I know that, you know, I get it because, you know, she went to college and we are defined by the linear education trajectory. Mm -hmm. So our choices are defined by whether or not we maintain that trajectory. And anytime you deviate from it, then it's, huh, what? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's the uncertainty of so, that that's not what the plan is. And you want the best for your child. And sure. your child comes to you and goes, hey, I think at this point I've graduated. So my mom buys me a car because mm -hmm. she found out that I was sleeping in the bus station. She didn't even know how I was getting to the gigs. One right. of those snitch-ass students <laughs> went back and told her. Who ratted you out? I saw your son. To this day, I don't know. Oh. But one of my mom, my mom, um, 
for the last, at that time she had just started at, um, at a local four-year college Mm -hmm. in Birmingham. And one of her students is baggage handler at the bus station, went back, Dr. Wood, I saw your son sleeping in the bus station. And of course she calls me. She goes, where are you? And I go, I am in Tallahassee. I am not at no bus station. Why would I be at that person is lying. (laughs) You're going to believe them over your own son? Oh, yeah. I played that shit hard, bro. (laughs) Played that shit hard. And so she basically, you know, she just went and got me a car, man. Mm -hmm. Like my mom went and just, she made the down payment on a, it was the first model year of the Ford. It was a 2000 Ford Focus, maybe a 2001. Mm And she straight up just said, just, you got to make the payments. Right. And that opened up so many more gigs. It sure. actually made going to class easier because I wasn't missing Monday. It, like I could spread my classes out more because I didn't, because the year before I condensed my classes so that I could still make the bus on Friday morning. Mm-hmm. And Monday morning. So I was taking Monday night classes. I was taking 15 credit hours Tuesday through Thursday. Mm. That's fucking a week's worth of classes in three days. It's not the most advantageous way, mm-hmm. you know, to go about things. Um, but, you know, it worked. It yeah. worked for the most part. You did what you and- had to do. And it, it's the hustler's mentality that, that I really respond to. Just, okay, what do I got to do? I got to get good grades. Boom. Apply myself do the good grades what do i got to do i got to do this uh, you got a radio gig because you the thinking was the radio gig is going to put you into uh different markets and you could swap out with other people have radio gigs yeah i was right and wrong about it mm-hmm. at the time in 2000 so i graduated 2001 i moved back to birmingham mm-hmm. and now i have to move back in with my mom right and i go to her and i go look I had two job offers. Here's the other thing where I fucked up in school was that because I did stand up every summer, I never did an internship. So I graduated with a degree in journalism with mm-hmm. no real experience in journalism other than the campus paper, which most publications don't respect. Right. Like the campus paper is to prepare you for the internship. But coming out with not even an internship, I had two job offers. They were both 14 K. Mm-hmm. I did the math, and at this point, I was emceeing, featuring a little bit, and then I was working day labor on off days between cities. And I I figured out how to cobble money together. And I go to my mom, I go, yo, by my estimates, I should clear 17 this year. Mm-hmm. If I clear more money every year than I did bef- the year before, I get another year to live in your house. Up to three years. Good. Three years and I'm gone. I was gone in two. And that, like, once I had a plan mm. and she saw me driving yeah, and hustling yeah, yeah. and executing. And so radio, that was also part of what kind of helped me seal the deal. So I started doing mornings. Well, I started interning at the morning show mm. in Birmingham at 95.7 Jams. And so Ricky Smiley, who is to this day, you know, the king of the city, especially when if we're talking entertainment and we're talking about you know, the 1.0 OG, the concept of stardom, yeah, of being from here and being a star on television, to me, it started with Ricky Smiley. Mm. 
And so that's who I listened to going to high school every mm-hmm. day. And so you see him on cable and he was the fucking man. Yeah. He I watch him on the dish. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Dish nation. Yeah. So he leaves his seat at jams to go to Dallas to start the shit that he's now doing on dish. Right. So I have to replace Ricky Smiley on the morning show. So the first year of radio is rough because everybody hates me. Yeah, everybody hates you. You're, yeah. just, you're not Ricky. It's That's radio. No one likes the new person until one day they love you. And then they hate when you're gone. Yeah. And they hate the person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah, it's the same thing. Top Gear, they hated us. When we came into Top Gear, you guys suck. Year three, you ain't so bad. Year four, we love you. And then year five, yeah. you know, well, new guys come in. Why'd you fucking leave? Yeah. You fucking left the show, bro. <laughs> so, so, so I started doing mornings. I'm doing prank phone calls, and we're never using the pranks mm-hmm. more than one time. You know, we're burning them. You know, we do them once and then never use them again. Right. So I started reaching out to radio stations in markets where I wasn't getting booked in an effort to get content on the air in those markets, mm-hmm. so I could then backdoor to the comedy club and go, "Yo, you should fuck with me." so-and-so plays me in the morning or the mm. afternoon or whatever the shift was. And that helped me grow my comedy. But what I really thought radio would do for me was what it did for Ricky Smiley and mm. make him just fucking blow up to the stratosphere. Right. When the truth of the matter was radio comedy for what my style of standup is, is two different disciplines. Yeah. It's two different. It's like the only thing I can compare it to. It's like, it's street ball versus proper basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, it's you, just a different. Yeah, there's radio and it's a pickup game, and you know. Yeah, and but but the comedy you do at the level you do it, and why I put the put in the intro, you make me laugh hard and think deep. That's the pros, baby. That's that, that's some pro shit. And there's no do. time for that shit when you're just discussing it's this rapper hates yeah. this rapper. Like, there's no time. Yeah. But, There's no time at all. But the shit's funny. I pulled one of the calls that made me laugh. I want to play this for you right now. <laughs> I know, baby. Just we get some help, baby, for you. We get some help for you, baby. We get some help for you, baby. Hello. Hello. Hey, good morning, please. Good morning. This is Johnny Houston. How soon can y'all, baby? Just hold on, baby. Baby. Baby, how, how soon can y'all have somebody out here to the house? Um, to plumber. do what? Well, my, yeah. my, my, my girlfriend, her arm is stuck in the toilet. <laughs> her arm is stuck? Yeah, it's, it's inside the toilet. Baby, oh. baby just hold Okay. Hello? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Her arm inside the toilet. Like, her arm, she's like elbow deep inside the toilet. Okay, you should call 911. Well, no, ma'am, we can't do that because, see, the police was coming over to another dude's house, and we thought they was coming over here to bust us, oh. and we flushed the dope down the toilet, so now I we down in the... <laughs> we down there trying to get the dope out the toilet. So we called them police. You know it's going to be all kind of other things transpiring. Okay, I think you should call 911. Well, no, baby. We ain't trying to get in trouble about this now. We're just trying to get the dope back. Now, just tell your plumber we'll split it with them 60 40. Um, I can't do that, sir. Baby, please. Now, we'll give you an extra $4. No, you no, need to whatever, call 911. Whatever the visitation fee is. Whatever the visitation fee is. Okay. Oh, Lord, we done lost the dope, baby. Hey. Oh, We'll call you back. We'll call you back. <laughs> How much fun is that? Look, we'll give you your voice drops. We'll give you the $4. Like, it's a thing. Bro, the shit we used to get away oh. with. 
on 95.7 Jams in Birmingham. Yeah. I am still astounded to this day. <laughs> yeah. To this day. Uh, and that's a prank. Like, something that crazy and that urgent mm-hmm. is usually because it's 10 minutes before the prank needs to air. Right. So from a comedy strategy standpoint, I don't need this person to argue with me. That's going to take too long to edit. Right. I just need you to be an observer of chaos. Yeah. And, you know, acoustical, just you stay on the phone while I act crazy Mm -hmm. and you just react to it. Yeah. Like, that's probably, you know, I don't know. I guess there is some comedic style stuff that I learned from radio. Right. well, storytelling, you learn, I, I could see the storytelling in the social commentary and the point of view. I mean, one of the things you did in one of your specials, the line that I love was, you want to open up your mind, and I'm paraphrasing, go to a protest that doesn't concern you at all. And you'll see what other people struggle with. Yeah, it's it's like this weird pain tourism thing. And mm-hmm. I, I don't have to credit The Daily Show with that, because I'll be honest, you know, I never showed up to any of that other shit until I got up with The Daily Show. Right. Had to be there to cover it, and mm-hmm. then I'm like, "Oh wow, this is a, such a different thing to immerse yourself in and understand how connected we all are in this world." Mm. Because, like, honestly, the default is always to to care about yourself, yeah, and your people and what you're going through. But you know, that 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 whole bit was a true story. I really did go to a Muslim ban protest, mm-hmm. and it really did end on time it was the oddest shit (laughs) i've ever they said we're protesting from five to eight Mm -hmm. and then at eight o'clock we will disperse and then we will come back at another like the level of just studiousness about it yeah and i'm not knocking it i'm just saying i was i literally when i go to black protests they just there's no ending it's we're here and we want to be heard and we want more people here. And, and it's like, it's just, when you go to something that never ends, that mm-hmm. never ends versus yeah. something where, Oh no, we're headed home. We're going to go grab some food and then we're going to be back out here tomorrow to let them know we still mean business. But mm-hmm. you know, I got to take a nap. <laughs> I got to recharge. The funniest yeah, thing in that, in that bit was, man, if you go to a protest, that's not about you, you can leave anytime. You can- yes. <laughs> you can just leave. <laughs> Yeah. The thing I love about your stuff is it's it's fall down funny, but it does have that social conscience and the delivery, the storytelling deliveries. Like you'll take you'll set the picture up and you'll sit in a setup 40 seconds, a minute. You'll sit in that. And then when the right cross comes, the punchline comes, it's worth the wait. I got a bit here I pulled that just makes me laugh. I believe in ghosts. I believe in ghosts. I believe in ghosts because I heard my father's ghost getting ready for work. For three weeks after he died. It's not even bullshit. I'm 16. My father died on a Monday morning. And for the next two weeks, two, three weeks, I could hear distinctly downstairs. I could hear my father. I could hear his morning routine. Every morning I heard the shit. Hear the shower curtain push back. Shower curtain come forward. Shower curtain push back. Heard the water run. Heard the walk across the linoleum. Heard the fridge open. Heard the coffee maker. Heard him back door, back porch, to the car, garage door up, car out, garage door down, car drive off. Two weeks straight, I hear my father's morning routine. I let the shit roll for two weeks. I go to my mom. I go, yo, what the fuck? Are you not hearing it? Casually walking through the house. 
And she's like, no, I ain't had no shit like that. You want to go to a therapist? I'm like, no, I don't need to go to no therapist. I'm just concerned that apparently after you die, you still got to go to work. <laughs> How bad is this economy? You're there for that setup is a minute, Roy. You're sitting there in a minute painting that picture, and it's it's worth the punchline. Now to have the stones to sit in that setup, everything's coming together: the message, the social conscience, your point of view, and the delivery. And it's and when you see it, when you see it all, it comes together. It's a pleasure to watch and listen to. I appreciate that, brother. Can I ask you? <laughs> ask me anything. Jack Leary told me to ask you the ventriloquist. Oh, story. the ventrilo. Okay. So. When you're a road comic, sometimes they make you drive the headliner. As the opening act, you're essentially the chauffeur for the headliner who has a DUI or <laughs> he, or he's a known drunk or yeah. he doesn't have a car mm. or he flew in from another city. So to save money, he's making you drive him. So every day you drive with a headliner. More often than not, it's fine. It's three to five hours in the car with a new person. You talk to biz, you talk life. And it's, it's for my father to have died at 16, it was a cool way for me to get time with men mm-hmm. as a 19, 20 year old, sure. you know, to, you know, so it was that part of it. I appreciate it. And you're talking to men that are in the business you want to be in that are a little further on up the road further up the road so i'm getting to pick your brain and see what your process is mm-hmm. and all that shit the the one advantage i feel like road comics have over new york and la guys is that every week we get a sneak preview of what could be your career or what you don't want your career to be yeah so for the most part these are pretty chill interactions mm-hmm. between the opener and the headliner so i get a sign to open for a ventriloquist mm-hmm. and we're doing like a four night. It's like a four day run through Wisconsin. Okay. And it's, it's every city, but Milwaukee or Madison. Okay. So you take those two cities off the table, you know, it's just rural shit. Like mm-hmm. we maybe got Appleton. I don't think we got green Bay. I picked him from the airport in Chicago and he's got the dummy in the case or whatever. And I pick him up at baggage claim. And as he's coming to the car, he's talking to the case. Okay. I'm like, no, be quiet. Just be quiet. He's a nice guy. Like, it's that type of shit. Wait a minute. He's talking to the case and he hears the case talking back. He's talking. He's doing both voices. Uh Uh-huh. Or you assume he's doing both voices. (laughs) He could be hearing one. Keep in mind, at this point in my career, I've only seen ventriloquism live one time before this. Okay. I've only seen it one time live before this. It was a dude, uh, Mark Ruban, who mm-hmm. actually was very, very solid motherfucker. He gave me my first feature gig. He had a one-nighter in Georgia. So to meet normal ventriloquist mm-hmm. and then open for wacky ventriloquist, who's talking to the case, that shit was just new to me. So the shit's weird, bro. But I'm... Okay. But I, but I can't judge him because right. I'm the opener. He could fire me sure. at any minute. Mm-hmm. So I got to just act like this shit is great. <laughs> okay. Motherfucker pops the dummy out the case, puts him in the back seat, puts a seatbelt on him, gets in my 2000 Ford Focus that my mama paid for. <laughs> like the shit is cool. And, <laughs> and you know how you're in a moment 
that you've never been in before professionally. So you don't know if this is how things go. Yeah, yeah. So you don't want to act weird. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to give them anything to judge you on. So I'll just be quiet and see how yeah, this plays out. So in my head, the rationale in my head is, okay, this must be what ventriloquists do. Ventriloquists are really into this shit. So Roy, if that's what he's into, just be polite. Yeah. And did he introduce you like this is Lester? Yeah, yeah, he did all that shit. Right. Okay. And so we get in the car, and now I think the first gig is it was either Racine or Fond du Lac, but mm-hmm. we're on the other side of you know I ninety four, and so we head out of Chicago. It's normal conversation, you know, mm-hmm. pretty pretty random conversation, and we get up past Milwaukee, and then he turns to me and goes, "So you're not going to ask him any questions?" <laughs> This is day one of four cities in four days. Okay. <laughs> What'd you do? And this motherfucker is asking me why won't I talk to the dummy? And, and I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? Right. What do, what, what do I ask him? He just goes, just ask him anything. Make small talk. So in my head, again, I'm thinking, all right, Roy. Maybe this is how he warms up for the show. And maybe this is part of his writing exercise. Maybe that's what he does. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. Hey, dummy, what? I'm sorry, go ahead. What sports do you like? I'm just. Yeah, you're sports and food is sports and food is my default. Everybody has either a favorite sport or athlete or a favorite food. Mm-hmm. Okay. He names a sport. Then I go, what's your favorite food? Then the dummy goes, I don't eat, motherfucker. I'm a dummy. (laughs) Now, I'm offended. I'm offended. Because you're fucking playing with me. (laughs) Like, it's... it's, (laughs) But I don't want to get fired. I understand. I need need these fucking $75, bro. I hear you. (laughs) $75 a show. And this is when they paid you right out of the cash register. So Yes. 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 So we do the show in Fond du Lac. Everything's fine. Take them back to the hotel. Shit is sweet. Next day, get up. We load up the car and we're headed up past Green Bay. It's like right on the edge of Green Bay in the UP, mm-hmm. Harris, Michigan. Okay. So we go Fond du Lac. Next day is Harris, Michigan. We head up to Harris, Michigan. And we stop at a restaurant, uh, Perkins or Bob Evans. So we get out. I get out the car. He gets out the car. He closes the door. I lock the door. He goes to the back door, tries to open the door to let the dummies sitting up, seatbelt on again. Okay. He goes, hey, man, can you unlock the door? He's coming in with us. <laughs> and... Like, I really think this is why I don't really like eating with comedians I don't already know. Why? Because I don't want to be in any extended, awkward situations with you. Yeah. Motherfucker opens the door, brings <laughs> the dummy into the fucking Bob Evans. Fucking Bob Evans lady comes up. And, All right. Party for two. And he's offended. Ventriloquist is offended. <laughs> It's three. Uh-huh. It's clearly three. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Waitress comes to the table. He asks for three waters. Stop he it. asks for three menus. And I got to sit here and ask. <laughs> <this shit is mine. laughs> 
because I need the seventy five dollars. I can't. <laughs> I can't for one minute make him think that I think he's weird. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, you got it. You got you got to facilitate his reality. Please tell me the dummy picked up the water and drank it. <laughs> you wish only Jeff Dunham could pull that off. <laughs> so the waitress comes over and like the dummy is talking to the waitress. Okay. Asking about specials. And shit. The waitress <laughs> is looking at me. Right. Like, and I'm like, ma'am, I don't fucking know. Like, I look like a hostage, bro. I was going to say, so, are you, sir, are you okay? <laughs> so 20 year old kid, 40 year old man, oh. and a fucking dummy. <laughs> And a Bob and a fucking Bob Evan Perkins ass spot in the middle of Wisconsin on a fucking Friday morning. <laughs> and she like she comes and takes our order and then then he has the dummy say, Ma'am, I'm not hungry. Okay. He goes through all three all this shit. Okay. Goes through all of that, doesn't order anything. I would have brought him a plate and, of termites. Bro. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> fucking bed bugs. Like, it was so damn awkward. And by the fourth night, he gets a little drunk and we're talking after the show. Like, you know, once you survive the week. Yeah. yeah. After that, like, we're doing dive bars and hotel lounges. So it's the, the bar is right there mm-hmm. after the show. We're fucking pounding shots. And the guy finally opens up. And, you know, that's part of my process. And I just want to thank you for not being weird about it because you know in order to be a good ventriloquist you must have a real relationship with your doll and the relationship must be as second hand as ordering coffee for each other and uh, and i go okay and that's cool he goes well thank you for understanding because my wife she doesn't this guy It's on. This guy goes into a 45-minute ramble about his divorce and how she was taking everything and he refuses to... Like, she was going to take whatever the shop is where he makes the dolls. Like, she was going to take some of his... Like, So, turns out, this guy was just fucking spiraling and really going through some shit that week. And that doll really was his friend and his sanity yeah. and his I'm not saying he don't need to see a therapist, but I'm so glad I didn't say anything. Yeah. Cause it's clear. He just needed to just be himself. Yeah. This has to happen for me this weekend. Cause it's the only thing I got to hold on to, but it's still weird when you don't explain that to a 20 year old <laughs> MC. Okay, wait a minute. He didn't know he was going through this shit. He's just been going through shit. I'll be honest with you. You're a kind man. You need the 75 bucks. I get it. But I would have said, look, Geppetto, I know why she left you. All right? It ain't your wife's fault. Bro. Well, I'll tell you what. In your intro, when I wrote it, I said, you make me laugh hard. You make me think deep. And the podcast reflects your personality. And I'm a big fan, and I'm very glad that we're friends, my brother. Keep doing what you're doing. My man, I will see you out on the road, and uh, maybe one day we can drive up to Fond du Lac and have a meal at that Perkins. <laughs> I'll bring the dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Done good, deal. brother. Best to you in the family. All right, brother. Have, have a good one.
The ADD interview is brought to you by CruiseIntoWellness.com. CruiseIntoWellness.com for all your CBD needs. They have edibles, tinctures, pain creams, bath products, pet products, and my wife likes the new hand cream, don't you? Yes, I do. All right. You know what else she likes? She likes the fact that she gets 20% off with the coupon code ADAM. 20% off with the coupon code ADAM at anything they have at CruiseIntoWellness.com. Go! Feel better. Hey, I'm Roy Wood Jr., and that's 30 minutes I'll never get back. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Oh, I really like Roy. He makes me laugh a lot. And how funny was the prank phone call? Tell the guy we'll split the dope 60-40. It's funny. <laughs> and, and then he goes like this. Maybe we'll pay the $4. Like there's a visitation fee. <laughs> I kind of wish there was a service where I could hire him to do prank calls for me. Yeah? Yeah. Who, like, okay, who would you prank? Um, Like, I don't know, your ex-boss. Mm-hmm. Just get a little you know, you know what I would recommend? Huh? Call Phil. It's hysterical. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> I love those those radio, but that that takes me back to when I was doing a morning show. Mm-hmm. And because I'm the guy with all the weird voices in my head, I inevitably would be like, here, Stern, you call up, you know, the cruise ship line and, and book, a, you know, like you're complaining about your cabin Shh, or something like don't, that. Don't say so, that. Phil thinks he's on there for six months. He thinks it's real. <laughs> <laughs> that was you. <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> yeah. Hi, hello. Wait a I need minute. A I, room. I moved. I moved. <laughs> I'm quarantined in this cabin for no reason. (laughs) The great thing about those is that there's no script and there's no there's no real planning. It's like, all right. Hey, you know what? Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. All right. Go in the other room. Make the call. and Let's just do it. And so you're just like it's always on the balls of your feet. And and I love that sort of working without a net thing. It was always a lot of fun. That was probably the most fun I had on the morning show doing those kind of stuff. How funny was um, him telling that story about the ventriloquist? Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. So I was talking to Jack Leary, uh, and he's the one that told me to ask him that story, and I'm so glad he did. He's, he's, he was trapped with this guy and the dummy. Yeah, in the outskirts of Wisconsin, on the road for, what, five days? Yeah. Going to, like... <laughs> The fact, the fact that he insisted that the waitress give the dummy a menu <laughs> only to say he's not hungry. Yeah. <laughs> just just to reel him in. Look, look, I don't I knew uh Otto and George. <laughs> Otto and George is like a famous ventriloquist in, in mm-hmm. New York. And he was uh 
offensive, and he would perform in the park. Mm-hmm. Right, so he would perform outside. So some guy, he said something racial out in the park one day, and some guy stabbed the puppet. <laughs> oh my God, That's hilarious! I mean, yeah, retrospect. He, he pissed him off so much. He's stabbing it, and Otto's. T- he's got the knife in his hand. He's running with George. He's got stabbed. <laughs> I guarantee you, he took George to the emergency room. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that kind of made sense. What he said at the end. What? That he needed to go through this exercise to become a better. Yeah, you didn't, like you said, you never know what's going on in some guy's head. Like yeah. his wife left him. He's like, I needed to hold on to this, and you didn't say anything. And, you know, they, this guy's thinking Roy's a good guy. He's like, Look, I need the seventy five dollars. Exactly. <laughs> He's yeah. laying out. Yeah, dude, my mouth was wide open the entire. I obviously you and I work with like a you know a bunch of ventriloquists from time to time, and they're all like that. They mm-hmm. all like that. You know, to them. You know, it's their alter ego. And Otto was no different. And as a matter of fact, you, you know, I've never mentioned Otto alone. Anytime I mention Otto, it's always Otto and George. Yeah, yeah. That's what you do. You yeah. know what I mean? If I if I told other comics, hey, I was hanging out with Otto, they'd be like, Otto who? Yeah. Otto and George. Oh, Otto and George. Even we do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's, that's you, you know, you're absolutely right. I, I think... When uh, uh, Otto would buy Coke, he'd have to buy some for, for George, too. <laughs> he would. <laughs> no, dude, I'm serious, man. They are. I mean, but I've never heard, like, when Roy was telling that story, that was like the, taking the puppet into the into the restaurant. Mm-hmm. That's insane, man. Because I was working with Otto and George mm-hmm. <laughs> one night at Dangerfield, and I gave him a joke or whatever that George went up and did. It was a Mets joke. Somebody pitched a no-hitter or Yankees or something. Yank, it was a Yankees uh, joke. And, uh, and he goes up and he kills with it. He comes off. He goes, you can have that joke. And I go, but it killed. He said, yeah, he actually said this to me. He goes, yeah, but George is a Mets fan. Oh my God. <laughs> so he's not going to do the joke. That's hilarious. So he's not going to do the joke because it's the Yankees. George, I go, oh, oh, George is a Mets fan. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know he was a Mets fan. He's a fucking chair. What are you talking about? He's a chair. He's a chair with a hat. Oh, my God. He's a chair with a hat. Oh yeah, dude, but he was dead serious. He yeah. was, he, nah, George doesn't like the Yankees. Okay, whatever, man. I was in a, I was in a car with uh, Richie Minervini, Vince D'Antona, and George, another George, right? <laughs> And uh, we're driving up to some gig in upstate New York. And uh, so Vince was a ventriloquist, right? And Vince is talking to Richie. I'm sleeping in the back of the car. Well, I'm, I'm drifting into that sleep. So I hear the conversation and I hear Richie's voice and I hear Vince's voice. And every once in a while, I hear George's voice. Creepy. Yeah. And it's Vince doing George's, joining the conversation. The, the, the puppet's in the, in the trunk. He's not even there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But Vince is usually. Do they the say voice that's asleep? Comes, what? Do they say that's asleep? I didn't say. I, look, I didn't. I did not want to upset or alarm him. <laughs> I just wanted Ooh. to get to the gig, and I was only making fifty bucks. So Roy was Roy was way ahead of me, being nice to a ventriloquist for cash. Uh, you know, I'm getting my memory from when I was a kid and I had a Barbie. Right. That, because oh, she's going to go to sleep. Right. Yeah, but I, I think I, I think the word in that was when you were a kid. This yeah. was a grown ass <laughs> man. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, like what he says to Roy at the very beginning of the trip. Did you not want to say something to the dummy or whatever the dummy's <laughs> yeah, name was? Yeah. You're like, oh, that's where we're at. Okay. Yeah, sure. Let me engage. Yeah, aren't you going to ask him dumb. any questions? I'm sorry. Was I being rude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That story was so funny, but I felt for him. I just so felt for him. He couldn't say anything because mm-hmm. he needed the money. Yeah. You know, I couldn't say that. I'm on a plane. 
And it was one of those planes where, you know where the back of your seat is the other guy's TV? Oh, I hate that. Okay. So the back of my seat is the other guy's TV, and he's playing a game. Like, he's playing Sudoku. (laughs) So he's poking the back of the seat. Mm -hmm. New York to L.A., and Captain Math Major is poking the back of the friggin' seat. Oh, man. I could just see you vibrating. I was like, it it happened twice, and I went, oh, I'm not. And I turned around and said, excuse me, can I, can, can I just ask you maybe not to? I didn't get the sentence out. Hey, are you the guy from Top Gear? I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> I can't yeah. say anything. Now you're representing. Yeah, now yes, I am, Pokey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. thanks, Pokey. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Phil, you've been in a position where you can't say anything, specifically at uh, one of my big family dinners, if I remember <sighs> correct. <laughs> okay. Which, do, which one was it, Adam? There's been a plethora of family dinners. Where I've been in a position where I can't say anything. <laughs> so I, I'd fly back to New York and I'd call everybody. I said, come on, we're all going out to dinner. You know, cousins, we'd all go out to that, take everybody out to dinner. So Phil's in town one day, right? I said, come on, we're going to this Italian restaurant. We're all going to go out to dinner. And my family's big, you know, so there's a big table of people. And Phil's sitting next to me. And I have an aunt who's a little bit older <laughs> that Phil was sitting next to. And... And she had a little, she, she had a couple of drinks in her and uh, she, she was, tried to pick Phil up. She was crushing on <laughs> Phil. So she was crushing on Phil. And I was leaning over. He's sitting, you could see that he's, Mark, he's got the smile pasted on his face. He's laughing <laughs> at the jokes. <laughs> and inside my head, mind you, I'm going, please don't let Adam know this. Please don't yeah. let Adam know this. <laughs> so I look over, right? And she, she turns to talk to somebody else. And I bring him. I, so I look over, I whisper to Phil, I go, what do you think, man? It's like, he's like, what? I go, you know, what do you think? So once you, once you, you guys want to go on after this? You want me to leave you the car? He's like, well, no. What? Like, Come on. She'll tell you all about Truman. Go ahead. Go ahead. He's a hundred bucks. Go get yourself a room. Have some fun. Have some fun. Yeah, Come on. He's, he's fuming. He's I he can't say anything because people look at it. He's got gritted. Mark, he's got gritted teeth. He's like, it's not funny. Yeah. He's a gentleman. I'm trapped. There's nothing I can do. And you're a snowball. It's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. I did. I go, Phil, do me a favor. Just just whisper something nice in her good ear. Come on, Phil. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> He's fuming, and she's getting drunker. Yeah, 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 yeah. And hittier. Yeah, and she's like, now, now yeah. there's like a hand on the knee. <laughs> oh, you know what? You're sweet. You're, you know, I have a girlfriend. Okay, what do you say in that situation? Yeah. I'm making shit up. Yeah, I'm gay. I'm gay. Is it serious, Phil? Yeah. Is it serious? Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, will you stop it? He's making it worse. You know? Then I get up to go to the bathroom. I come back. I don't know what he said to her but now it's worse yeah <laughs> yeah he got up he goes to the bathroom no 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 now she thinks i'm in she thinks i'm in <laughs> i'm like oh you gotta be kidding what are you doing you're playing with this you're playing with a human being the more phil pushes you away that's his way of telling you he wants you yeah. so yes keep Listen, it up he likes you but he's shy <laughs> oh my god Listen, I'm just I'm just saying you can't get too handsy. He likes it. I was Listen, I'm say, seeing a nice woman named Lillian Presto. I just can't really go there right now. I was gonna say, don't you realize who did the seat arrangement to hundred percent. Pre premeditated, Phil. Probably that was not an accident. Aunt was in on it. Yeah. Hello. In fact, he told his aunt to get there early so we could have a couple of cocktails with her before the dinner. Goodness. Yeah. The whole dinner was planned around me. It was all planned around me. <laughs> 
Come on, I'm telling the truth. Did you and your aunt have a good laugh? I, no, she was serious. Oh, she, she still wants me. <laughs> she was. He gets in the car. He's so mad. She's following him out. Yeah. Bad she, she Adam. She follows Bad me to the Adam. salad bar. Oh, my God. <laughs> and here's the kicker, man. Adam gives her my phone number. Why would you do that? <laughs> oh, my God. So every once in a while, she gets a couple of sherries in her. You know, Phil. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And I'm a nice guy. I'm nice. And I'm going to talk to her for a while. An hour on the phone with her. Drunk dial. Just to try to get off. I want to be nice. I don't want to let her. I don't want to feel her feelings. I haven't been on a cruise since Bert died. What ship are you on? <laughs> for legal reasons, I really can't disclose the name of the ship. <laughs> oh, that was a stalker. Got it. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. So that phone call you get every couple of months which one's better that or the lillian presto call you can tell me <laughs> they're both good but none of them top the arm in the toilet story that was pretty yeah, yes. that, that was pretty good that was really funny he's a very very funny man i highly recommend you follow him on social media roy wood jr i want to thank you for being my guest honey if they want to get a hold of us where do they go the adam ferrara at gmail and thank you guys so much the show is growing it's all because of you so if you get a chance to leave us a review that helps us with our friend mr algorithm Tell someone you love about the show. That'll help us uh, spread the word. And please remember, life is hard. Take it easy on yourself. Pot is ended. Go in peace. Who does that kind of shit and pretends to be somebody? And then a year later, you drop the bomb? A year later? <laughs> you can't process it. How could I not see that coming? <laughs> I was wondering the same thing. You idiot. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.